Saturday. Saturday is a Saturday, it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday. Saturday is a Saturday, Saturday is a Saturday. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Radio. We are proud to be on our seventh episode. And it's a bright and sunny Saturday morning here in Toronto, Ontario. Saturday, October 19th. We are knee-deep in fall and things are looking beautiful out there. The air is crisp and uh, the sun's shining. And we are dipping into winter, but in the meantime, we've got some beautiful weather to enjoy. And uh, we welcome you on this Saturday morning, hoping that you're enjoying yours. Uh, Today, we've got a very special episode. We are going to delve into the wild world of sports. And we're going to be talking about sports from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, We're going to discuss the NBA. And uh, the NBA is a really popular league these days. It's vibrant. It's youthful. There's a lot of uh, excitement surrounding it. And uh, we have a couple of uh, young gentlemen uh, who are passionate about not only just basketball, but sports in general. We've got Alexander Stachewski and Ryan Carraza. Both of them hail from the uh, Windsor-Essex County area. We're happy to have them today, and we're going to discuss some controversial topics. We're going to figure out what's in their head in terms of their knowledge. Also, both of them are athletes, so I want to get a perspective from them and uh, talking about some of the ethics and some of the unwritten rules about the game. So this is going to be a fun day, and uh, I'm excited to speak to these guys. And uh, we're going to do a test of knowledge. We're going to test the uh, knowledge of these two young gentlemen. And uh, we've got some exciting music as well that we're going to share. And hoping all you guys are going to have some fun with us and come along for the ride. Okay. I'm going to call these guys, see if we can get them on the horn here. Hello? Test one, two. Hello? Who's that? Alexander? Yeah. Alex, welcome to Saturday Morning Radio. Thank you. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. You? Doing really good. You know what? We got decent signal coming out on my end. I don't know what's coming out on yours, but you might expect a bit of a delay from time to time. Um, Yeah. No problem. Uh, Can you get your buddy Ryan on the horn and see if we can get him in there? Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, right. Okay, I got Ryan here. Ryan. How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Okay, good stuff. Okay, boys. Okay, so I want to hear from the young minds. I want to hear from you guys. Um, You guys are right in the mix. You keep a close eye on what's going on in the Mm -hmm. game. Uh, I want to hear from you what you're excited about this season. Uh, and I want to hear some predictions from your end. Uh, Ryan, you want to start off? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I think I'm most excited about this season is the diversity across the league with uh, how spread out the superstars are. Last year, it felt like there was a bunch of super teams. And this year, it's like very spread out. We have a bunch of different players on different teams. We got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the Nets. We have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell on the Warriors, obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the Lakers, and 
you know, just all over the league. Like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, obviously a big one on the Clippers. But that's very exciting to me about how different this season is going to play compared to last season. There's some super teams out there with some really, like, interesting terms of, like, the player matchup. You know, of course, the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard matchup. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring the noise, I think. i got to be honest. I'd like to see who's going to beat them. I don't see it happening, in my personal opinion. What's your prediction this season? Who's going to who's gonna win the t- You think the Raptors are going to repeat, or you think they're going to have contenders? Well, I don't think the Raptors are going to repeat, and uh, I'm going to go with the team that you just said you did not think was going to win it, the Clippers, for a reason that not just Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but they're just, they have so much depth on that team. Like Patrick Beverly, who's a ferocious defender. Montrez Harrell, who was even in contention for sixth man of the year with Lou Williams, another player on that team. Lou Williams, great sixth man. I feel like they just have the depth and the superstar talent to push them over the top this year. It's going to be interesting one way or the other. Uh, Alexander, sure, sure. I know you've got you yeah. some strong opinions. Give me from your perspective what you're most excited about, and then I want to hear your prediction for this season. Okay, well, um, I'm excited to see basically a lot of what uh, Ryan said on um, a lot of new players going to new teams and kind of the league being spread out this year. Um, but I'm really excited to see what Russell Westbrook and James Harden combined again because they, when they were young, they were on the OKC, and I'm really excited to see them play on the Rockets this year, yeah. which is new. And then I'm also really excited to see the new draft class coming to uh, the NBA. I thought this draft class was very strong, um, especially the lottery. I saw it, uh, a lot of really good players like Zion, RJ, um, and even some late first round picks like Kevin Porter Jr. and guys like those who I'm really excited to see come into the league this year who were pretty dominant in uh, the college level. So tell me, like I heard a bit about Zion. Is is he eligible to play this year? Pardon me, I'm out of yeah, the mix on sure. that. Okay, so I heard a lot about that kid. Well, he's he's on the Pelicans. He got drafted first Oh, he's overall. on the Pelicans. Okay. Yeah. Poor guy, yeah, man. So he, That's a pretty weak name for a team. Yeah, but I... <laughs> I I'm very excited to see them play as well too because they got a really they got a lot of steals. They got they got uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. They got um, the big tall center from uh, the Texans, Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Jackson Hayes, thank you. And uh, I'm really excited to see that team come together. Even though Anthony Davis uh, went to the Lakers. Okay, so Alex, I've heard a lot of teams. I heard of sort of a you know you mentioned a lot of players here. Let's let's get specific here. Who's going to win the title? Oh man, I don't. Let's hear your prediction. Let's it's, hear. It. You, you gotta give it to a, me, man. Okay. You gotta give it to me. Yeah, it, it's a very, it's a very tough call. But I think if if LeBron goes back to the way he's playing, and Anthony Davis plays really well too, and they uh, make to the playoffs and they start building a good team, I think the Lakers have a chance to win the NBA title this year. I think that's a that's a really strong prediction. I got to be honest. Those two teams keep coming up in my head. Uh, yeah. It's a LA dynasty this year. Um, to see. I'm going to give you my personal prediction from a guy who's been out of the mix like in terms of what's going on in the league. I, I caught okay. up at the end of last year because I definitely was uh, – the Raptors caught me. That, they, that basketball was really exciting. Um, yeah. And certainly Kawhi caught my attention because I saw him as – he was just a ninja out there. Like his approach to the game I really respected. Um, being an athlete myself, he was, he'd be a guy that I'd be watching in terms of like how to model myself after you know yeah. uh his approach mm-hmm. to the game his discipline how uh focused he was able to be right and how intense he was uh despite the fact mm-hmm. in many cases he was battling injury you know it was mind over matter 
So I, I found that really exciting. But um, LA's, you know, LA's super strong. Both those teams are super strong. Um, Toronto, as far as them repeating, without a guy like Kawhi at the helm, I think they're going to have a really rough time, even though they've got some super yeah. strong players that are like superstar players, right? Um, yeah. It, you know, yeah. Siak- Siakam's going to have to definitely take the lead on that team. Uh, I really believe that as a big big guy, who can, who well-rounded guy, who can do it all, who can score in the moments that he needs to score. And I think that's where Kawhi took them to another level because he scored when they needed him to score. And I think that that really makes yeah. a difference between a champion and someone who's going to be in second place, right? So, um, you know, so now I, I just want to talk a little bit about that repeat situation because, you know, it's on the table. And even though the Raptors mm-hmm. lost Kawhi, they still have the opportunity to do it again because they're still a great franchise. Um, back yeah. in my day when I used to pay really close attention to basketball, I was lucky enough to be at the right place at the right time because I was – I was I got into basketball right about the time when the Pistons were developing their dynasty. Okay, so the Pistons of the late '80s, early '90s, you guys might know. I mean, if you've done your research, um, yeah, were one I, of the best teams in bit. history, right? So yeah. they, you know, and thankfully, like I, um, I'll tell you one story. When I was Alex, you probably heard this before. I was uh, in grade nine. So you guys are how old? You're you're 16, right? Yeah, both of you guys. Yeah. Grade yeah. 11. Grade 11. Okay, so I was in grade, I think it was a grade 9 at the time, or 10. 9 or 10. It was like 1990, let's just say, around it. Um, my buddy, Eddie, Eddie Francis, you know Eddie because he was the mayor of Windsor at one point. Eddie and I, yeah. Eddie gave me an insider tip. He's like, oh, you know, uh, the Pistons are going to be at the St. Dennis Center, right? Uh, which is yeah. the university, you know, uh, gym. So I said, really? He said, yeah, I heard they're working out at the St. Dennis Center. And I don't think a lot of people knew this at the time. So I said, okay, well, let's go check it out. Let's go. So we went. We show up. There's nobody. Not a person. Like, there might have been one, two people there. Nobody in sight. The Pistons are all there. All of them. They're working out, right? Oh, Bill Lambier, wow. Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, Dennis Rodman, Joe Dumars, right? Like, all those guys. They're all working out. And literally, we're there at the side of the court watching them uh, play. So at the end of the workout, the end of the practice, um, they come over and, and Eddie was kind of be bold. He went over to Rodman, right? And he was like talking to him. And we got to meet a few of the guys, you know, quick handshakes, high fives. So Rodman comes over and you know him. He's sort of like, he just sort of forward and flashy with his personality. He comes over. Eddie says, oh, can I get your jersey? Can you give me your jersey, right? So he said, yeah, man, no problem. So he, t- he takes his jersey off. It gives it to Eddie, right? Now he's like shirtless, and he's like, Eddie gets the jersey. So I'm like, okay, well, hey, man, how about, can I get your shoes? <laughs> I thought I'd take the opportunity to ask him. He's like, no, man, I'm not giving you my shoes. So, uh, so I was like a little like disappointed. Anyway, I, I met up with Eddie last year, and in his office, he's got the Rodman jersey on the wall. Um, anyways, and, and, and uh, so that was a really f- fun moment for me. And the Pistons ended up winning back-to-back championships, um, the bad boys, right? So their their team went down yeah. in history. And Rodman went on, at that time, he didn't even have a tattoo, right? Nobody knew who the heck he was. He was a defensive player. Uh, he was super, super gritty. 
really enthusiastic player. I was a big fan, but nobody knew who the heck he was yet. And then after that, he became like a big superstar. Now, I kind of want to segue from that moment because I think what Rodman brought to the game in terms of his zeal and his sort of flash and his kind of like this, you know, sort of ego is a bit of a weird guy. He got the tattoos. He had blue hair. He like, you know, he did all these crazy things. I think it changed the game in terms of the sort of, you know, that classic approach to basketball, you know, where yeah. it was more reserved. It was more conservative. It wasn't about, you know, like nobody had tattoos, like nobody had like with dreadlocks or whatever. Um, yeah. So now I think he broke that open. So now we got uh, the league is like totally different where you got guys like you're like rock stars now, you know, out on the court. Yeah. So I yeah. want to get your guys feeling on that. Like, wh- what do you think about that? Alex, what do you think about that idea? I mean, you know, like guys going out there, maybe like being a little bit disrespectful. They got this punk attitude, you know, they got tattoos where they got the dreadlocks or, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of like rock stars out there with these attitudes. How do you feel about, how do you feel about that? Do you think that there's a place for that in the game or do you think sometimes that goes too far? Um, I think, I think for sure sometimes it can go too far. And I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I do like the competitiveness. Um, and I like that pushy edge and I like that punkness that some of the guys have in the league. Um, and the tattoos and stuff, you know, um, I really can't say I'm not a big fan of it or if I'm a fan of it because, you know, haven't really put myself in, in their shoes that much. Maybe like, I know that sometimes the tattoos mean something in which I get on in that way, yeah. which then I'm okay. With, I'm, not, I'm okay with that. And I understand. And, uh, but, uh, like if you take a guy like Russell Westbrook, who sometimes shows up to, uh, a game and whatever he wants and, and weird clothing and stuff like that coming from a, like a hockey player's perspective, I, I really, I'm not a big fan of that because, yeah, you know, like if you if you watch NHL players, they show up, they look classy, uh, they show up in nice suits, and um, they're ready to go. That's why I'm, I'm, in my perspective, I'm really not a big fan of uh, the way people are coming to the game in dress. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my input. Yeah, you know, Alex, I think you make a good point. Like it, the way you look can tend to affect your attitude, and I think that that's where you know I myself, I think the line should be drawn. I think there's a place for personal expression. Um, as certainly these guys are entertainers and in some cases kind of like rock stars. And, you know, people show up for that stuff. But it can affect your performance. At the end of the day, you're an athlete who's been paid to perform and come and, and be a team player. as a team sport. So the minute you separate yourself as an individual and then you think you're bigger than life and all of a sudden it affects your performance... I think that's where it draws the line. So, for example, a guy like Rodman, he might have all the tattoos. He might have that crazy hair. He has these antics off the court. But he showed up to play every time. And he gave it 100% every time he walked on the court. So, you know what I mean? So, it's hard to criticize that guy. You know what I'm saying? But the minute you got a guy who thinks he's hot bananas and all of a sudden he comes out and it affects his play and he's looking like, you know, whatever. He's got... The, the look, but he's not performing. I mean, to me, that's that's where the line gets drawn. Uh, uh, Ryan, I want to get your your thoughts on that um, in terms of just 
you know, attitude, players' attitudes in the game. Yeah. And Alex, you per- compared it to hockey. I think it's an interesting point because in hockey, it's a different perspective with regards to that class or that sort mm-hmm. of respect. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Well, what I think is that Russell Westbrook specifically, let's look at this. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, those, these are two players that are known to do that sort of, you know, whole like dressing up, looking crazy for games. So, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. But let's look at the last NBA champion, Kawhi Leonard. Mr. Serious. He shows up to the game, locked in, dude, he's ready to go. And then he wins the championship compared to Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who can't get to the final. Uh-huh. So it's like, well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the classy champion or the crazy, you know, regular season players? Yeah, let's go. And then the playoffs come around and they can't perform as well. Absolutely. So maybe it's not necessarily about the fashion, but it shows reflects their character, reflects how serious Kawhi takes the game and how he wants to win so bad compared to Russell Westbrook. He's like just out there having fun, you know, and that's fine, but you're not going to win as much as Kawhi will. Absolutely. And winners sell more tickets than, you know, these, you know, these, yeah, uh, exactly. whatever, these flamboyant, extravagant, whatever. You know, at the end of the day, you got Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi found a good balance. He's expressive. You know, he's got the cornrows. He's got the tattoos, right? But he dials it back. He keeps it classy. He shows up every game and gives it everything he's got. He doesn't say with a mouthful, excuse my French. When he's speaking to the referees, he speaks with respect. When he's speaking to the other players, he approaches them with respect, especially his teammates with respect. So I think at the end of the day, coming from an old school guy, I think there's certain things in the game that have to remain. And that one of those is respect, the respect for yourself, respect for your teammates, respect for your referees, uh, respect for the fans, whatever the case might be. So that's where I hold Kawhi on a pedestal because I think he is sort of the epitome of, of all of that. At the same time, mm-hmm. he's a rock and roll guy, man. Like he comes in, he's still expressing himself. He still looks, he looks the part. You know, um, but he's he's going to deliver each and every time and have that consistency, right? So, definitely a big Kawhi fan. Really sad to see him go. That being said, I'm really excited to see him play in L.A., uh, his hometown. Yeah. You know, you can't blame the guy. I mean, before we get on to the next topic, we're going to quickly get into some music. Um, we're going to play a selection here, but before we do that, I I just want to get your sense on how you feel about his move to go to L.A. and leave Toronto in the dust after winning that championship? I mean, uh, I'll jump in. I think he did what we needed him to do. He delivered a championship to Canada, and we can't really like blame him for leaving right now because, yeah, he did. He brought us a championship. Is that not what we always wanted? We just wanted to win. You won. Let's just be grateful. Let's not be like you know upset that he left. It's not great that he left, obviously, but... We have to just be focused on the good times. We won a championship. We'll always have that. We'll always have that championship for us. I think we should remember about Kawhi, not that he lied. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, no, I, I really like what he said. But, I mean, like, the whole country is behind, was, was behind Kawhi Leonard. You saw all this Kawhi and Dine stuff like that. And the whole Canada was behind him. And I feel like just to leave, I understand why he left. And I'm not saying he should have stayed. But I could just, yeah, I feel like he could have stayed maybe a couple more years, maybe uh, just to, you know, give the city, maybe try to get him another reign or 
or what they wanted and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. I understand his, uh, why he left because he had a home in LA and all of his family there. So I understand that. But yeah, you know, I, Alex, I think you make a good point there. And I remember in an re- interview I saw Scottie Pippen say, you know, you don't turn your back on your team, right? And I, when he said that, I thought, yeah, he's right. Like, he's not going to leave. You know, who would do that? But I'll tell you another thing, that this is a business. And he is at the height of his career. And as a business person, right, as an entrepreneur, which he is, people forget, athletes are entrepreneurs. So they use what they got to get what they want, right? So he's making money when the, the, you know, when the sun's shining. So it comes at a time in his career when that's really difficult to say no to, right? Um, he's going to make more money in L.A. You've got a machine there, a media machine there, that although Toronto's got a great media machine, uh, it doesn't compare to the one that you're going to get in L.A., and you've got critical mass. You've got you know 400 million people versus we have 40 million. So I, you can't blame the guy. And I, I don't think it's a testament to his character. I think it makes a lot of sense as a business person to make that decision at this point in time. Uh, that being said, I was, was not surprised. I was disappointed when that day came. Uh, all said and done, it's going to be a fun year, guys. The Raptors, they're going to be exciting this year one way or the other. Um, yeah. And it's going to be yeah. fun to watch them kind of evolve out of that Kawhi era and see what direction they go, right? So, guys, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Controversial, though, always repping Toronto. Um, we're going to play one. This is a classic from Drake dedicated to Kawhi. Hold on, we're going home It's hard to do these things alone 
All right, so continuing the topic of the NBA, we're talking about the game. We're talking about the differences in the game from what it was and what it's become. And uh, we're getting some opinions from some young gentlemen who are currently in high school. And I remember when I was in high school, that was the peak of my sort of obsession with basketball. And uh, so there's a culture that surrounds it, right? It's exciting. It's dynamic. There's a lot about the game. You can see why the game has sort of taken a lot of young people's attention. There's also, it incorporates urban culture into it. And one of the things that I was uh, really, really excited and obsessed about is a guy who was tall. And, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, it hopefully doesn't sound racist, but for a white guy, I was able to jump, right? So, I mean, that, that was a rarity for a lot of white people. They couldn't jump, but I could. So when I was at a young age, I was tall and I could jump. So I thought to myself, oh my goodness, maybe one day I could dunk, right? So that became my obsession, you know, learning how to jump and getting to the point where I could dunk. And I remember the first day that that ever happened, it was one of the exciting moments of my life. I thought, oh my goodness, like, I can't believe that just happened. So the, the dunk has become something that's ubiquitous with the NBA. It's like the home mm -hmm. run, right? It's like the slap shot from the blue line, top shelf. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like one of the ex most exciting things in professional sports. Um, now, but when I look at the dunk compared to what it once was, it's, it's, it's just become this sort of like, you know, theatrical kind of acrobatic, you know, larger than life thing. And I'm almost thinking to myself, holy Mo Moses, man, they're going to have to raise the net, you know, because these guys are like, you know, they're going through the legs and doing 360s and like going behind their head. It's just amazing what's going on. You know, like yeah. the, the ability yeah. of, you know, of the young athletes now to dunk, it, it's, it's become exaggerated to the point where it almost doesn't seem as exciting anymore, you know. So, I mean, and, and you know, the home run in baseball, same kind of thing, right? So, you know, in baseball, the home run has become not as, as uncommon. It happens a lot to the point where sometimes it happens too much. So I, I want to talk to you guys about that aspect. You know, do you guys think that the dunk is going to become a more exciting aspect of the game? Or is that going to become a less exciting aspect of the game? And are we going to have to evolve the game to maybe incorporate some other things that are, you know, the three-point shot, for example, has become a really exciting component to the NBA game. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to start with... with um, Ryan on that one. Ryan, what are your thoughts on, on the dunk and, and in general, sort of that excitement that comes with the dunk and, and how that's evolving uh, with young athletes? Okay, well, what I think about the, the new game of basketball and how it's evolving is just that it's becoming very two-dimensional on offense where it's either you're taking a three-point shot or you're getting an easy layup or dunk. The thing about the dunk is that it's like a 99.9% .9 chance that you're going to hit it. There's like very low chance if you have a wide open dunk that you're going to miss. And it's just it's slamming it in. So that's why people are kind of like going towards it more. And then think about the excitement part. I definitely hear you there. It's becoming more common in every game because people aren't really taking mid-range shots and people, instead of laying up, want to dunk it because it has a higher chance of going in. Yeah. So, and, uh, so the dunking itself, I think, it's a staple of the game right now. You got new guys like Zion Williamson, first overall draft pick. Pretty much all he does is dunk. <laughs> yeah. He just does a lot of dunks. 
big flashy dunk. And you see it more and more common, so I can see how maybe it's not as exciting. But personally, when I saw that Kawhi dunk over Giannis, I remember just chills. It was it was amazing. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Like the dunk can still be exciting. Just those little, you know, one handed slams over someone, you'll never forget those. Those are absolutely those are good. Those are really when you good. When you bring it into competition, it becomes a different thing because, of course, it's much harder to dunk in certain situations um, when you have a defender. Right? It becomes, you know, an exciting component um, when it's, you know, one man versus another man, right? Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I love, I love the dunks. I love it because I feel like yeah, so much energy to a dunk. I understand what you mean on becoming more and more dunks and maybe it's not as exciting but in a like a clutch situation i think a, a big dunk is is very exciting to the team and it gets everybody motivated and it gets them going and it just gets them hyped up which i can say that uh it can lead a team to a win or uh, a title yeah like the like exactly what ryan said the dunk on Giannis. yeah but i personally think in a clutch situation i think a shot would be more exciting than a dunk, like the Kawhi shot he hit against the uh, against seventy sixers. I think that was that's going to be in our memories more than the dunk will. Even though I personally thought the dunk was more exciting, I um, will say that the shot will be in our memories and in Toronto's memories a lot more than the dunk will be. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like, I mean, the dunk is exciting, uh, though. Like you, like I think Ryan, you said when um, you know it's like it's it's almost. You expect, you know, it's going to go in, right? Like, I mean, how can these guys miss? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but when you when you when you have a defender, like Alex, like you said, when you have a defender and the pressure's on, and you let go of that ball, right? And then it's up to fate to decide what happens. You do all your preparation, you do all your practicing, you center the best you can, you take that shot, you let go. It's up to the universe as to what's going to happen, right? And when that shot, when Kawhi let go of that shot, and it was at midair, and then after it bounced a few times off that rim, I mean, I, I don't think there was a more exciting moment in the history of sports. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, the world stopped. And that was, it was just, it was almost surreal. I almost didn't believe that it happened when I saw it. And, uh, you know, yeah, so I, I agree with that in many ways. And I think, um, you know, when it, I, I watched the dunk up there, for example. When I when I was growing up, I, there was a couple of dunkers that were the guys to watch. Of course, Michael Jordan, he changed the dunk game. I mean, the guy just brought a, a sense of grace and and flair and creativity to the dunk. And before him, it was Dr. J. You know, Dr. J, he used to float through the air. And then Jordan took it to the next level, right? And then at the time, there was Dominique Wilkins, who also had a lot of flair, you know, he had a little more flair, but not as much float, right? So there was, but he would go head to head with Jordan, okay? But, it, but there was still that aspect of, you know, it was kind of like something that was so difficult to do. But now these guys are doing it with such ease. You know, for example, um, in a dunk competition these days, I mean, I almost think like these guys are going to run out of things to do, right? So I think there needs to be a guy who comes in and introduces us to a new way, like Jordan did, to approach the dunk, right? And I think yeah. that that's what's going to take it and evolve it to that next level because you can only do so many things, right? I mean, 
you know, I mean, maybe this is going to be a guy that does a full front flip and still dunks it one day. Who knows? But I mean, it, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way that Jordan brought that. If you watch that dunk from the foul line, it was, it had so much grace. It looked like he was flying. Right. And then, and then I think that was what made everybody excited is like everybody wants to fly, but you know, the way he approached it was really specific. Um, so, you know, that's from my perspective. Um, that being said, it's always going to be a fun aspect of the game. Um, I'm excited to see what these young people are going to do. Z- uh, Zion, for example, how he's going to evolve that dunk. Um, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, so I'm, this brings me to my, my next question. I mentioned a couple of legends in the last sentence. Um, we're entering into a, nut, like a, a moment in time in basketball that's really significant. And I think that I also lived during a moment in time where basketball was really significant. We had Michael Jordan, we had Magic Johnson, we had Larry Bird, we had Akeem Olajuwon, we had, um, you know, the list goes on. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that was significant, Isaiah Thomas. And, and now we're entering into another phase where you've got some guys that are just like, you know, who knows whether we're going to see guys like this ever again. You know, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, you know. So yeah. I, I want to get from you guys, I'm going to get a sense from each of you. And, and uh, I, know, I know you're probably going to have differing attitudes uh, on this, although I'm going to ask you, I, know, I think I know what Alex's answer is already. <laughs> but I want to hear the argument. You know, just give me an answer and just, who's the best player of all time and why? LeBron, LeBron James. No, no, he's not. Okay. Alex is adamant about LeBron James. Alex, you want to give me your argument about why LeBron James? Or are you? I hear yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan's geared up to say why he isn't. Tell me why. <laughs> um, I think LeBron James is the best player to ever play the game because he's he's so explosive. He can he can shoot for his size. He can he can go inside, go down low, play with a big man, and he'll still get points. And I think when you see him in the playoffs, it's just a different mode and. He turns into beast mode, and, he, and he's so explosive. And how he plays the game, I think, is so much better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I understand Michael Jordan had more range, but there's no way you can talk to me and explain how Michael Jordan's a better player without saying he has six rings. I oh. think that LeBron, he can play any position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. And I think Michael Jordan could never do that, which I think that's why. Uh, LeBron's the best player. So LeBron, now one of the things yep. he did, he does have going for him, and Brian, I'm going to hear from you in a second here, is size, right? I mean, you remember Michael Jordan was 6'6", six, six, um, and I think LeBron James is 6'9", if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, I don't know, actually. something like that. I think he's 6'8". Yeah. I mean, let's just say he's 6'8". He's taller, and he's bigger. Um, so there's a component there where, you know, he's getting down low, he's getting boards, he's you know, he's blocking guys, like he's he's defending. You know, Jordan was more of a point guy, even though he was a big guy who could get down there. He was more of a point guy, right? So he was less of a, of a rounded player, I think in many ways because of his size, um, because of where he landed in the side. He was, he was a little bit bigger than a point guard. He was a little too small for a forward, right? So, you know, he fell in somewhere in between. Um, so when you're comparing the two, it's difficult in many ways because LeBron, he's a, you know, because of his size, he's a different kind of player. But I don't disagree. I mean, from my perspective, I have my own perspective about who's the best ever. 
And I'll give you my two cents after I hear from Ryan. So, Ryan, what do you think? Who do you think is the best player to ever play? Well, I think LeBron is definitely not the best player. It is Michael Jordan. So I have a few points about this. One of them is that when you're comparing different eras, it's very, very tough to say, like, oh, this guy's better than the other because they play in two completely different styles of basketball. Only one thing really can resonate, or actually a few things, but like can resonate through the eras. Championship. Championship resonate through the eras. And he has six rings. LeBron has three. Everyone knows that. But that's not why he's a GOAT. You talk about the competitiveness of Michael Jordan. Anyone who ever, like, you hear all these stories about how people would trash talk him. The next game, he would drop 50 points on them. He, like, was the ultimate competitor. LeBron James is out here being friends with everyone. He's out here talking to other players to come get him to join because he can't do it himself. Michael Jordan was the ultimate competitor. That's why he's the GOAT, because he has the numbers and he has the ring. 6-0, What's better? What would you rather have? <laughs> now, this I know that this is an argument that can go on for days. And, uh, you know, Alex, you make a good point for LeBron. Ryan, you make a good point for Jordan. Like I said, I think you're comparing apples to oranges a little bit. My personal opinion, I, I got to go with Jordan for one reason, because Ryan, I agree with you in that he was a ferocious competitor that refused to lose. And he, like Kawhi does, and that's why when I saw Kawhi, see Kawhi play, I think Kawhi's got an opportunity to become the greatest of all time. Um, I really do. Uh, because he has ice in his veins just like Jordan did. And not saying that LeBron doesn't. I, I think LeBron does, but not quite to the degree that Jordan did. Uh, you know, that kind of ferocious, he brought his game when he needed to bring it, and he was ice cold when when the pressure was on him. And in the, in those moments when he needed to shine, he shone. And that's, you know, I think that's what separates Jordan as a, mm-hmm. as a sort of a, a dramatic force in the game that is someone to never be forgotten. Like those moments, if you look at his real, you know, they're, they're just legendary, right? So I think on paper, Alex, you know, LeBron certainly, he's a more rounded player for sure. Um, and he can dominate a game like nobody ever has because I think in many ways, because of the fact he has so many tools, um, he's bigger, he's, he's fast, he's super strong. Um, just, but when you look at in general, a player and how sort of iconic they are, like a Gretzky would be to a hockey, you know, I think basketball and Michael Jordan go hand in hand. I even saw the other day, this is ridiculous. I saw a guy with a catcher's uh, uh, chest protector in baseball. The guy's wearing a Jordan uh, chest protector. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? He's got like a Jordan logo on his on his chest protector. You know, when you, when it's come to that stage, it's a bit, you know, it's over the top, but pretty cool. Can, can I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Can I, can I add something? I forgot to mention this, but one thing also about Jordan is that when he became a superstar, he just increased the popularity of basketball by so much. He created this massive fan base that we have today. Um, like, Michael Jordan completely changed basketball. Yeah. He was just that great. Another thing is that he never let a final go to Game 7. Six finals, not once did he allow it to go to Game 7. That's just, to me, that's just something really special. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree. Thing, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Another thing, too, is, though, to put on this and LeBron talk, George had, he had a team. He had Rodman. He had Pippen. 
And yeah. I'm not saying LeBron had nobody. Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne yeah, Wade, but, Chris Bosh, no, Anthony Davis. But at the same time, look at the teams that LeBron played as well, and look at the teams that Jordan played. They had to make a super team to play LeBron. And even though okay. they lost, they had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. That's four all-stars in, on one team. And you never um, saw that back in the day. I, I didn't realize John Stockton and Kerr Malone were not Hall of Famers. I'm sorry. Was I not aware that they were not Hall of Famers? <laughs> yeah, you know, guys. Alex, I be, you make a good point uh, because, I, you know, Jordan was surrounded by guys similar to him who were just like these guys that were such fierce competitors, like a Rodman, like a Pippen. You know, his his support was certainly there. Um, that being said, you know, like, I think, Ryan, you make a good point, too. Like, I mean, there's been some amazing teams over the years. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, guys. It's a tough one. Uh, this one's going to go on forever. I, I, we got two Jordans. We got one uh, LeBron James here. Um, I, we're never going to come to the end of this one. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what people are going to say? How many rings do you have under your finger? I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. the argument. So where are we at with LeBron? And, uh, how, how many championships does he have? Three. Three? Uh, that's double. How many? Double for Jordan. We'll just double that for Jordan. So he's got three? Okay. Yeah, well, that's not, that exact, that's not exactly chump change, right? I mean, three three titles, that's not so bad. And he's uh, and his, his career numbers are pretty staggering, for sure. Um, uh, you know, but I, I do think uh, when we talk about this, when we're discussing this and, and we're trying to come up with one player, you do have to consider, you know, what they brought to the game. And I, I look at, I'm amazed. Like, I'm, you know, I'm 45 now. And, and when Jordan was playing in his heyday, we're talking like 19 in 1990. So we're now in 20, 20 almost. So that's 30 years later, right? You got kids walking down the street with Jordan jerseys, Jordan shoes, Jordan. I mean, they're not wearing like, you know what I mean? They're not wearing like yeah. these young these new guys are in the midst of their right in the middle of their their career. They're wearing a guy's gear that you know it's thirty years ago now. That's that's unheard of, right? It's unheard of to have that kind of lasting effect on a game. It's pretty substantial. It's pretty significant. I'm a Jordan fan. I grew up with the guy. Uh, I never did get to see him play, but uh, certainly he he uh, he was he was an, on a different level. Um, Don't both, forget that he. Yeah, Don't go ahead. Out. He retired in the middle of his prime too. So, like, yeah. and then he came back, you know, for two years. He missed two years of his prime where they could have won more championships. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, but after- he, he left on top, which is another showman sort of move, right? So let leave yeah. people sort of reeling uh, right when you're in the in the mix. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Um, I forgot to put this point, but at the same age of 31, LeBron and Michael Jordan had the exact same amount of titles. So there's there's still, um. Like LeBron's career is not over yet, and I think that this year with him being with Anthony Davis and Kuzma and that Lakers team, I think he's got a great chance to make it four. And if they stay, make it five and, and keep adding on. No, tight. he's a, yeah, that's a good point. Well, he's th- he's not done yet, and that's another thing. When you see so you look at people's careers, you look at the the amount of years they've played and the kind of numbers they put up. Uh, LeBron's not done yet, and I know that to be true. So we're going to well, leave I mean, it at that, guys. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to move on. Uh, right, we're going right. to play a quick uh, track. I'm, we're going to do a request. Uh, you guys have something you want to play? This is what it feels like. Oh, that's a good song. Which that's a good that? song. It's called This Is What It Feels Like. This Is What It Feels it's Like. like. A 2012 song. Okay, This Is What It Feels Like. Armin Van Buren featuring Trevor Guthrie. And we'll be back in a moment. 
Okay, guys, so we're back. We're going to wrap this thing up. Guys, it's been really exciting having you guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time out to join us here on Saturday Morning Radio. Uh, this has been a great conversation. You guys are uh, smart young gentlemen, and uh, appreciate your attitudes. Quickly, I know you guys are competitive in, in a friendly way, yeah. Uh, yeah, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So we're going to do a head-to-head here. I'm going to make it quick, okay? All right. We're going to do... The first to three, okay? Okay. I'm going to go back and forth with questions, and I'm going to try to keep it even, all right? Yep. I'm going to pick a number from one to ten. It's in my head. Closest one gets to choose whether to go first or second. Alex, go ahead. 
Uh, five. Ryan. I'm going to go with six. Seven. Ryan, what do you want to go? You, you, what do you want to go, first or second? <laughs> oh, first. Sorry, first. Sorry. You want to go first? Okay. These are basketball trivia questions based on statistics. Okay? Okay. Who has the most coaching titles in history? And you can take a moment to think about it. Shoot. I know his name. Okay. I know it's not him, but is it? it's not Coach Popovich, is it? I know who it is. Oh. Well, you, you, is that your answer, Coach Popovich? No, no, no. Phil Jackson. Is that Phil Jackson? Is that your final answer? Yeah. One for Ryan. One for Ryan. Yeah, okay. Cool. Okay. Are you ready, Alex? Yep. Who is the tallest everyday point guard of all time? The tallest everyday point guard of all time? Like, of all time? Yep. Everyday point guard. So, you know, they, they have to be, like, you know, each game, game in, game out point guard. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I'm, Take a I'm minute with it. Take with a second. I'm, yep. Um, huh. I'm going to go with a hefty guess here. Magic Johnson? You got it. 1-1. One, one. Oh. Nice job. 1-1. One, one. Okay, it's a heated battle already. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's try to keep this fair. Let's try to keep this fair. Okay, we're going we're gonna to sort of upgrade the toughness here. This is a little tougher. Okay, so you ready? This is question two. You ready, okay. Brian? Okay. Yeah. Who has the most career rebounds in history? Most career rebounds. I'm, I'm, torn, between, I'm torn between two players right now. Um, I'm going to go with Shaquille O'Neal. Answer is Wilt Chamberlain. Well, Chamberlain had oh. 23,924 rebounds. <laughs> wow. it's a lot of boards. Okay. All right. So you're one for two, right? And Alex yeah. is one for one going into his second question. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Who's the first player to be drafted number one without playing college or high school basketball in the United States? So listen closely. Who was the first player to be drafted number one without playing college or high school basketball in the United States? Oh, I'm, I'm in between two players. Um, oh, I actually don't know this one. That's a tough question. It is tough. Um, one. Yeah. You know what? I'm, Got a guess? I'm going to go with LeBron. No. Uh, so this, it's kind of a trick question because in the U.S. was the key point. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Oh. Because he was, he was trying, <laughs> LeBron from played in, oh China, right? Yeah, LeBron played. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Are you ready, Ryan? Yes, I'm ready. Last question. This is your third question. Right now, it's a dead heat, right? 1-1? One, one? Yeah. 1-1. One, one. Okay. Yeah. Third question. Who won the most career NBA championships as a player? Hmm. Oh, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, Bill Russell. You got it. You know how many won? Uh, Doesn't matter, 10? but just get a guess. 11. That's a lot of championships. 11. You didn't have enough fingers now. for all the rings. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. 
Okay, third question. Ready? Yeah. What player has the highest career points per game? What player has the highest career points per game? Um, um, like ever, like ever. Of all time, points all per time? game, highest, highest points per game average. Michael Jordan? You got it, buddy. 30.12 oh, 30. points per game. Okay, so we got a t- we got a tie. All right, we got a tie. So we're going to the tiebreaker here. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a sudden death. Okay. Okay. Sudden death. So yeah. Okay, Ryan, you went first. So you know, if you get it, Alex has a chance to to tie. All right. Okay. Here's an interesting one. What team won the first NBA championship? Of all time, it's it's a tough one. If you get the if you get the city, I'll give it to you. If you get the city, I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, was it a New York team? It wasn't. Buddy. It wasn't. It was Philadelphia at the time. They were the Warriors in 1946-47. Okay. Oh, okay, Alex, you got a chance to steal this thing. Okay. Okay. So here you go. What team has the most NBA Finals appearances? What team has the most NBA Finals appearances? Can you can I? Can me, can you pronounce the last the last word. I couldn't I couldn't hear so the last. So, what word. team has the most NBA Finals appearances? How I many? What team has been in the NBA Finals the most? Oh, um, and 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 just like Ryan's question. If you yeah. get in this case, it's not the city so much as is it's the team name. So if you get the team name, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm in between two teams right now, the Boston and the Lakers. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. You got it, buddy. Winner. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, it's Minneapolis slash Los Angeles Lakers because that's the thing about the Lakers. There's no lakes in L.A. <laughs> so, well, I mean. There might be some, but there's hardly any. I know Minneapolis is tons, right? So they originally were the Minneapolis Lakers. Then they became yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers. So you got it. You get the prize. Guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Uh, I think uh, yeah, thanks for having us. this has been a real blast. I think people really enjoy this. Um, thanks uh, thanks again, boys. Um, yeah, thanks for having well, us. Yeah, right, my thanks. pleasure. We'll talk to you again. And you have yourself a great day. It's been Saturday Morning Radio. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. We're going to take you out with some music. Bye for now. See ya.